Thank you for downloading and listening to This Pathological Life. If you're interested in continuing the story, we have a second series called This Medical Life. Please download it and subscribe now. Dr. Travis Brown, why do we need a podcast called This Pathological Life? Every disease has its own story to tell. So we're going to tell them. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of This Pathological Life. I'm Steve Davis. I'm with Dr. Travis Brown, as always. Hello. Hello. And we're being joined by the puppet mistress of this podcast, Charlie Helen Robinson. Welcome to the microphone. Thank you, Steve. I don't know if I've ever been called a puppet mistress before. <laughs> That's a curious term of phrase. Well, it is because I think it's puppet master, I think. Master. Right. Yeah, so now we're, getting, said, yeah, now we we're getting closer to the truth. <laughs> well, it is Christmas 2020 and this is episode 25 and we thought what we do for this one is look at the 12 podcasts of Christmas uh, to give everyone a chance to dip lightly into the history of what we've done so far in season one of this podcast and Charlie uh, because you have made this possible um, we're thinking we'll just hand the reins over to you and you can lead us through a meandering uh, touch point episode by episode of the 12 we've chosen and uh, let the the goodness be shared we will unveil each one as we go and mm. um, may I just say up front that um, I'm surprised I'm being allowed to speak Mm, I, know. I, no- I normally can't get a word in edgeways. <laughs> we are equally as surprised. <laughs> Thank you for this opportunity. <laughs> Without any further ado, we have to start from the beginning as to why this podcast became. Um, uh, I've just suffered a travism. <laughs> uh, we might edit that out. <laughs> oh, no, we won't. <laughs> Welcome it's to all my, about welcome Christmas. To my it's one of, it's one of, been one of those years, okay? No, it's all good. No, we started this podcast because obviously with the pandemic during 2020 and with Travis coming on board and having um, a passion for storytelling, it seemed the perfect marriage of being able to communicate um, with our audience of clients, uh, doctors typically, um, but also to be able to engage out further into the medical student um, sphere. And, uh, of course, they're all doing things digitally these days with telehealth and all the rest of it, so a podcast was um, seemed a natural solution so a couple of quick things off the off the bat um gps are required to do cpd points so one of the first things that we wanted to make sure was the topics were of relevance and also gutsy enough that they would be eligible to gain those cpd points which we have achieved um, which is excellent and we'll continue doing that and listening to our audience as to what they want to hear about so our first episode that we're going to talk about is episode one what is pathology? And Travis, you do it so well. I've always loved the history of pathology. Uh, you know, when you get a, a pathologist who comes in and actually tells you a little bit, you know, you, you hear bits and pieces, uh, but there's actually no textbook on pathology history. Uh, and so I sort of wanted to emulate is that. true? That. Well, there's no, nothing. It, it's, no, you have bits and pieces of medical history, but it's normally about a certain topic. So yes. you'll have it about the plague or yes. you'll have it about, you know, procedures or, you know, surgery. Um, no, there isn't pathology. So this is effectively that. Travis, you know, Charlie is now making a note that our next project <laughs> is to produce that book. Well, you, you, well, How we, could we you are. read my mind so well, Steve? <laughs> no, I must say, though, one of our doctor feedback 
was specifically about the fact that he liked hearing the history yeah. and he didn't want to just be able to Google um, to get a, get inf- more information about a particular yeah. subject. So yeah. the fact that there's no book out there yeah. um, and we're doing the podcast series about the history, that's fantastic. And that's the whole point. You know, what is pathology? Look, it's the study of disease. So what we're, we're drawing on now is that you can do that for any disease. Mm. Uh, people have struggled with it. We've, we've all you know, experienced illness. And this is us learning to come to grips with our understanding, even our limitations. Uh, the, the thing that I guess just missed out in the podcast, which we do on Twitter, though, is being able to share images. And sometimes some of the images are so rich, like the old advertisements. Mm. Uh, but even sometimes some of the photographs of things... So you get to share that on Twitter, so you get to make up. But, yeah, you never know. A textbook might be in the pipeworks. There you go. The feedback's been encouraging. So uh, our podcast episode number two and the second one that we're going to talk about, the anatomy of a pandemic, was so topical that we just had to do it. Um, I I was reluctant to do that. I know it sounds weird, but Steve said, we're in the middle of a pandemic. You can't ignore it. <laughs> and so we had to sort of get it out. That's why it was episode number two. But I also didn't want to take it because there was about, you know, a million people talking about COVID at the time. And so I wanted to say, look, here's a, here's a different spin on it. Where does it sit in the, in the whole sphere of pandemics? Mm. Uh, and so that's where I sort of wanted to to take it down. And again, you compare it against other pandemics, which is why I went down that way. And I sort of found that interesting. But there's also did. other ones. Yeah, I, I, there were other ones that were actually uh, viruses that didn't get up and running. And so why didn't they? So that's what I tried to tease out there. The third one we're going to talk about is just happens to be episode number three. But we've picked this one out because it was actually the first episode that we had a guest and it's been a particularly interesting journey as to which people would like to talk on this podcast, which put their hand up, um, hand up willingly, so can, and the others that we have to encourage. Can I, can I ask Steve? Do you have trouble getting guests on normal radio and things like? Do, are people reluctant, or do they normally put their hands up and say, "Me, me, me, me"? I've been running the Adelaide Show podcast since 2013, 300 plus episodes. Only once has someone turned down an offer to be on it. Huh, okay. So, so, so this is a pathology thing. It is a pathology never... <laughs> thing. Yeah. And, and Having said that, we've got some pretty high class, which we'll I, talk about. I we um, guess we, we have, but it sort of. It, I would have thought more people go. Oh, I'd love to talk about it. But the interesting thing about medicine is, I, I think once you start to talk about, it, um, and probably a challenging thing is that if you feel you have to be the expert in the field to be able to say anything about it. I wonder if the Dunning-Kruger effect is at work in this sphere because the Dunning-Kruger effect says when you've just started learning about something, you think you know everything. When you're deeply into a field of expertise, you realise how little you know. Now, we're talking about people here at ClinPath, your pathologists. They're at the top of their game. They know how much there still is to know. So that could be something that causes a conservatism uh, to just be very careful about Mm. sticking your head out because they have that grasp to know that the field is huge. It yeah. is too. Mm. It's amazing how much you can del- delve down into those topics and we hear it every episode. So <laughs> the next one we're going to talk about mm-hmm. is episode number eight. And this is one I will say up front because there's been a theme through the whole series about big words. <laughs> 
And You're not going to make me say that. I am going to make Steve say it one more time. Mesothelioma. Meso. Did oh, for meso? crying out loud. <laughs> Mesothelioma. Meso. Mm-hmm. So we have to remember it as that Japanese soup that you can drink. Yes, which miso. I call miso. Yeah. <laughs> it's because so many words... Yeah. are Americanized with a Z instead of an S. Well, and so I'm used to doing the S pronunciation and, yeah, I don't correct for this. <laughs> no, no, look, it's, it is hard and that's, uh, it, it's pulling it all apart. But, I mean, you, you mainly learn from lecturers actually saying it and so then you emulate what they say. But, uh, look, I, I struggle with, you know, half the words that we have to come across. But <laughs> mesothelioma was a fun one and the reason why it was fun is because it was truly human. You have people finding something that is useful, that is profitable, that is in the, you know, the corporate sphere, but then they find out there's a problem with it. And then it suddenly goes into the thing as a, and then you try and cover it up a little bit. And then what you end up finding is doctors at the end are saying, don't tell the patients that they're dying because it'll make it worse for them. And you sit there and just go, there's such a corruption there of where they've come from to where they are that it's just a, it's an amazing story. I just want to reflect that we just heard history there. No one else ever in the history of the world said what you just said. Mesothelioma was a fun one. That's what you said. That's your quote. <laughs> that, fun story, should I say. Yeah, that's fun story. story. That fun line. to research, maybe? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, just incredible. The, the, again, but what you're finding is this happening, happening again and again. So... And on that fun thing, though, there is something in a sick way that our headlong rush as a society, or at least for the vested interest who were mining asbestos and crafting it, was I came across an image on social media. This is perfect for Christmas. You, they once sold little boxes. You know that boxes you get bicarb soda in, those little square – a box like that, but it was snowflakes, artificial snowflakes made of asbestos. And so you could sprinkle them over your Christmas tree, <laughs> probably kids, family dog, and you could probably make snowball. And that they said, yeah, pure and white. So that is just – how ludicrous our our lust for asbestos was at that time. It was fireproof snowflakes. It's just amazing, isn't it? Mm. Mm. <laughs> we'll probably share that through we'll our various social channels at some uh, point so you can see it. Mm. That would be wonderful. Episode number nine tackled the transgender topic, which... Um, at the time, we said, do we know enough? Do we don't know enough? Have we got enough evidence um, in the lab that we're doing the right thing? <laughs> How did we go, Trav? <laughs> no, we went well. Uh, this was this was a it was challenge uh again the the language to get correct is also of the highest importance i think it exposed a lot of the complexities behind the scenes you can't just change a label on a form um, because that form feeds into a legacy system or a major mainframe type computing system which feeds off to medicare and other players in the medical space hospitals and all the rest of it so it's actually quite a challenging issue and whilst everybody is working towards better outcomes um, it's a good it's a good stepping stone to make sure that we're always thinking about and keeping in mind uh, a better way and and providing care avenues and i think even the challenge we had in getting the wording right in the way we addressed all the issues of the intersection between with transgender and pathology uh, itself was emblematic of the nuances 
when mm. you're realizing how if you're a cisgendered person, how often we will go through life oblivious to hurt but also blindness that we are to some of the nuances out there. So mm-hmm. it was educational many ways around. Was that one of the first episodes that we introduced the dictionary, the sort of the glossary at the start of the episode? So yes. we've introduced some of them, yeah. Yeah. yeah because uh, using using the words uh, and helping out to, to understand where we're at. The, uh, again, I like to do that because then everyone's on the same level. They understand what it's at. So um, mm. it, it is useful. Of course, then we go further down the field and episode number 11 we tackled 9-11 and this one was an interesting one where um, we got into a conversation on Twitter <laughs> and met a guy called Dennis who just happens to have a podcast, People of Pathology, and one thing led to another and we did a 9-11 episode. It was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, so you we taught wanted, basketball. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you always have to. Um, no, nine eleven. So we're, what we're trying to do is now match up numbers. So we started to get a little bit tricky. You know, you know, the eleventh episode was nine eleven. This was me taking a uh, you know tragedy, recent event that uh, certainly people of my age will will never forget. But look at it through pathology eyes. Look at it through the medical sphere. You know, sphere and actually say well, what did what actually happened what what are the people who were the first responders what what they've got diseases now how has that happened what do we understand about that it was actually a privilege being party to that episode because in some of my life i am involved with uh, skeptical um, thinkers who, who apply scientific skepticism to issues and so we often butt our heads against conspiracy theories relating to 9-11. This one episode looking at it through the lens of pathology was so clarifying to just debase so many of those conspiracy theories in one fell swoop when you looked at it with this level of granularity it was fascinating it was a it was a gift to humankind what we find in looking at pathology is we're all in it together mm. and this is where you sit there and just go all these these you know crazy ideas or you know this was this done or was this a you know conspiracy or something like that. you sit there and just go all it is is that one person decided to go and help and unfortunately that decision is a lifelong illness that mm. came with that so what do they feel? What are they going through? What diseases have they gone through? So that's that's sometimes the the beauty of medicine is you can actually take that step back and you're not actually looking at it from a from a perspective. Of, oh, did this? Who did this? Or, or it's just like, what did someone who was in my position, if I had done the same thing, I would have gotten that. Uh, and that's where you know 9/11, uh, you know the first responders. I think I wanted to attribute them to to them uh, and say look. What have you experienced in the 20 years afterwards? The next one that we're going to talk about is a biggie for me. Episode 15, we, we did diabetes, but in that episode, we brought in the Australian of the Year. And I think just recapping on what you just said, Travis, about first responders and people like that, Dr. James Mukey has taken his status of Australian a Year to promote out one of the worst conditions that we're living with at the moment in Australia and with his site for all uh, program he's just done the press club um, as his you know finale etc so it was an honor and a privilege to have somebody of his ilk on the show being interviewed this is one of the most life-changing ones for me because he just opens boldly sugar is a toxin 
we should always think of it as a toxin. And just he takes no prisoners in going, wow, okay, I'm, I shouldn't be so laissez-faire about And the it. amount of people that have listened to that episode and I've heard feedback where they've said they've gone home and they have not eaten dessert that <laughs> night. <laughs> so one night. <laughs> one night. Hopefully that continues on <laughs> and the GPs get it through. But I've also heard that our GP listeners are sharing that particular episode out with their patients, oh, yeah. which is a really important thing. So not all of the episodes are so technical that they can't be grasped by a patient and, and sort of for a broader understanding. A spoonful of sure. podcast oh. helps the medicine go down. Well, and so this is where I think the, the podcast started to get a bit more momentum. And I think we were producing episodes that were of a, a quality that uh, intelligent listeners, people who were able to follow, worked really well. And we were able to put together uh, some great episodes and then we were able to get him on board and, and interview him. So that was a, a privilege because that's his time, which is valuable. He's, he's renowned for what he does, an ophthalmologist who is Australian of the Year. Uh, and then for him to give us the time, you sit there and just go, it was just really, it was just a, a privilege. I really think with that episode, we hit our sweet spot. <laughs> And, and so it was, it was just, to be honest, that's what I hope to get more of is that people in the, experts in the field, anyone from, you know, a pathologist who does it from their routine work all the way to the expert who identified it, get them on board. You know, what were they, what were they doing at the time? What were they thinking? And, and, and of course, we have got Professor Barry Marshall coming on or just had him on um, in an episode and he was a Nobel Prize winner for the Helicobacter pylori. Oh, got it right. <laughs> just rub in the fact that you can just waltz in and pronounce things. Yes, Sorry he about was that, he was wonderful. He really gave us the human story about what goes into something that wins a Nobel Prize award. Yeah, mm. and to keep on keeping on with those ideas. Yeah. Um, that was the big take from yep. from that for me. Um, episode 17 was probably our most giggled about event um, episode <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, because of course we tackled the subject of alcohol, but from a pathologist's lens point of view, so that did drum up a little bit of interest. Have you tried that boxed wine yet, Steve? No, I never will. Oh, really? You said you would. You said yeah. We had to. For, yeah, the, we had a challenge in that episode. I do <laughs> distinctly remember. And I lied. <laughs> there were some You're bridges. You lie to us, Steve. That's so naughty. <laughs> I will quote Shakespeare though. Though you can guess what temperance should be, you know not what it is. Mm-hmm. That's probably where I sit, sadly. And that, but that episode does eke its way into your like the sugar one. You could instantly make some corrections. Alcohol, because of the nature of habit, the way we socialise our culture, it's a little more connected for some of us, integrated into our way of being. So this is what I love about this podcast. We learn enough so that we can start thinking and becoming more mindful in the way we interact with various things and our bodies. And as we've been, as we've pointed out, um, the opportunity to share stories with patients, so those yes. little snippets that Travis puts into the start of each episode, the storytelling, is an easily relatable um, grasp on what it means and little snippets that you can share all the time. So that's been of huge benefit, I know, um, across the sector. Um, 
episode 19, we we did endometriitis. Yes, we did. Endometriosis. Yes. See, I'm the female in the room and I can't no, say no, no, no. it. Endometriosis. Just, Osis, the it's the end of the word. Oh. End of the word because that just changes what it is. Itis, whole... itis inflammation. Otis is disease condition. So there you go. See, endometriitis there go. is inflammation of the endometrium. Oh, so there you go. Hmm. There you go. So you don't have to sit I in the room again the whole time, Charlie. <laughs> it's a privilege for Steve every single recording. Yes, I love I knew I wouldn't here. get a word in edgeways. <laughs> I look I, forward to our times together because I get corrected nonstop. Yes. I will say I thought it was an honour and a privilege that we were able to share an episode that was delivered by two guys I thought about a I was worried about health. that. I yeah, was worried about I that. I were. thought, oh, no, will, will, we, will we get uh, – We did have Dr Nicole Sladden come in and ease the, ease the gender balance and uh, sort it out for us. So that's good. I think we're almost to the end of talking about um, our episodes. So we have just a few left. Episode 21, we started to come of age and we diversified our topics out into the management of a disease and looking at some of those um, background uh, systems, uh, which could have actually been brought up in the transgender one because that's a system related issue at the end of the day, not a human trying to manage a person type. Mm-hmm. disease relation um, but data and the management of data health data in particular and it being of person uh, personal relevance my hope is that by the end of wherever the end is uh, you'll have streams of pathology podcasts so you'll have a uh, you know hematology stream you know that that is you know 13 27 whatever you'll have an anatomical pathology you'll have uh, biochemistry and you'll have that one of them will be data and the reason why data is so important is because it's where everything is mm-hmm. so diagnosis uh, the you know pathologist looking down he reports it on a computer that is then put into a store uh, and that's you know we even know these days that a medical record you know if something's put in there it is so hard to change even if it was a cursory you know sign or you know something said that in the medical records in the hospital that sometimes can be tagged and then forever on their record you know that someone's put that in as a diagnosis even though it may not have been meant that way mm. data is of critical importance security is of critical importance we'll end up doing things like my health uh, record and, and something like that we might even delve into that social media topic and that yep. uh, the health data apps and look at those sorts of issues and topics in the new year. It's also worth noting on that topic about how hard it is to get something out of a medical record once it's in there. The same applies for all those little confessions we've shared in the podcast. They're now captured for all time where we're lulled into a sense of security and confidence forgetting that we're actually being recorded and broadcast. Yeah. Is so. this why the pathologist won't come and join us on this <laughs> Possibly. on this podcast? And one of the pathologists who's joined us the most, I think, is Dr. Davika Thomas, yes. and that's in another one of these episodes we're looking at in the 12 episodes of Christmas. She, we, she joined us to talk about drugs. She did. A lot of people would think that you two are always on drugs. <laughs> But we do. We did demystify quite a bit. About it's a podcast that. detox. That, that's, <laughs> that's the job. It's it's interesting because she was able to marry that information with real life references, but also apply them to the workplace, to the difference between medical based testing and legal based testing, 
it was an absolute eye-opener. Yeah. And I should mention too, that episode is episode number 22, if you're looking back through our archives with Dr. Davika Thomas. It was, definitely. And episode 23 is the last one that we're just going to capture in our 12 podcasts that mm-hmm. we've highlighted. Um, and that's actually about cybersecurity data um, in the health sphere. In the health mm. sphere specifically. So it's just looking at things a little bit differently for those GPs and medical students out there, inspiring their thoughts and to broaden the sphere of what we're discussing overall. And we have some great guests who bring us, including John Stronner, who is deep into that field. From Loftus IT, amazing. And one of the stories he shares that happened in an emergency department in South Australia will leave you with chills (laughs) at the lax approach to security. It's fascinating. I think with these podcasts, the more we continue to raise awareness, educate, inspire and bring those sorts of stories out into um, this sort of format so that people can hear them, like we say, during a pandemic, but sort of ongoing and build an ongoing um, long-term relationship with our audience, the better. Mm. Definitely. All right. Well, hopefully we've filled your oral stocking with our 12 podcasts of Christmas. Thanks for reminiscing with us, Charlie. Well, if you haven't listened to them yet, I encourage you to go back and listen to those 12 over Christmas. In fact, do it now. We'll pause and we'll come back to finish off this episode in just a moment. Thanks for listening to us meandering back through the history of our selection of 12 of our podcasts from Series 1. And to help us get Series 2... Uh, on target to meet your needs. Charlie, you've whipped up a survey that you'd love people to take part in. I have. Um, May I just say it's been an absolute delight and pleasure being able to help manage bring this podcast to life. And we've been having exceptional feedback um, given to us verbally. Some of it has been written. But what we'd like to do is a little bit more of a structured approach to receiving that feedback. And so we've created a survey monkey. Everybody loves those little things. Should only take no more than two minutes, but is to generally capture um, initial thoughts, feedback. Um, we might even put a question in there to hear which is your favourite episode. Um, well, you could just use the last questions, only seven questions. The last one is any comments, questions or concerns, and, and that's a free field. love to know if you could use that to say, I like this one and, hey, could you cover this topic, that sort of thing. Definitely. I'd also like to know if anybody would like to talk on the podcast mm. and if there's any particular subjects that they'd like to be involved with to help Travis out with the research. <laughs> so I know that takes hours of his own personal time. I enjoy it. The The other thing is sometimes uh, suggested topics are always good or even stories that you come across. You come across them and some just ignite a, a flame uh, in you. You know, the drugs of addiction came because our uh, HR uh, manager came and said, oh, you know, you should think about ecstasy because, you know, people, instead of going, oh, okay, well, let's do drugs of addiction because that's important for us to know about. Uh, you know, some of the stories that you come across are just pure flights of fancy, I call. So, you know, Alexander the Great uh, is, well, let's delve into it, uh, as I say. So that's why, you know, uh, I think about a third to almost a half have a CPD point with the with the people who come in to explain really to doctors, here's the, the information you need to know. And then the other half are sort of just enjoying 
the pathology behind just sometimes regular topics, mm-hmm. alcohol, uh, things like that. And look, I, I hope to continue that. Hopefully the feedback is positive, that, that, that people are enjoying it. Please do give us some feedback with regards to it because then we can actually show that it's hitting who we want it to hit mm. uh, and and that, uh, you know, that will be useful for us moving forward. What you were really saying then, Dr. Travis Brown, is every disease has a story and you're going to tell them. <laughs> we are. Steve, just before we do go, just a little quick reminder that, you know, in your Christmas stocking under the tree, whatever your religion is out there, um, if you have listened to the 24 episodes of season one, you would be eligible for 10 CPD points self-reporting through the RACGP. Isn't that nice? Because GPs don't often get presents in this day and age, unlike <laughs> GPs of years gone by. So this is our little way of doing that. I feel very comforted that we have actually been able to achieve what we set out to achieve at the beginning of a pandemic. Um, season two will come back to us around the 26th of January where we're going to look at Indigenous health and we look forward to starting the year well and hoping the survey results give us a lot of interesting subjects to tackle. What a great note to finish on. We will not be having any sugar or any alcohol now. We will go into the new year clean. I don't believe that. This Pathological Life is produced by ClinPath Pathology in South Australia. Episode notes, references and learning objectives, when applicable, can be found at thispathologicallife.com.au and you can contact the hosts on Twitter via at Dr. Travis Brown or at Steve Davis. Thanks again for listening and just a reminder, if you haven't done it yet, have a quick search in your podcast app for our second series, This Medical Life. Dr. Travis Brown has rolled up some extra guests, some extra topics, and we continue the story there and we'd love to have you along.